Welcome to Chiminet, a podcast about knitting, spinning, dyeing, and other crafts in Mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. We are recording on October 9th of 2021, and today's episode is about Halloween. So, Tamara, what are you working on? I am actually knitting on some new Halloween yarn. I'm going to hold it up for you. I tried to get far enough that you could see the color repeat. It's like a really bright orange and a really bright green and then small stripes of black and purple that is a very I'm making pretty. a sock i was going to ask if you are making a sock you have it on the double pointed needles there yeah what i am working on is i am spinning i don't know if i'm literally going to be spinning during this podcast um if i do you might hear some whirring and a little bit of something from my wheel but today is the last day of the Spin Together competition. It used to be called Spinzilla, and I joined the Yarn Barn team. So I have until noon today to get the spinning done, and then at that point I have to stop, and then I can count yardage to see how I did for my team. Are you having fun doing that? Yeah. Last Saturday, the day it started, We had a wheel tune-up at the yarn barn, so Jim worked on my wheel, changed out the drive band for me, did some tune-up, and then on Wednesday night, there was a team spinning together in Lawrence, and I went to that too, and it's all been a lot of fun. (laughs) So the team is 25 people. There's five different prizes within the team, but they're within different segments like, you know, the prettiest yarn or uh, an art uh, yarn or something like that. And today on the last day, I realized I didn't choose any projects that I could submit into those five different categories. So all I have is yardage for the team, which is fine, but I love winning prizes. So also a bummer. (laughs) It's like read more than just the rules on the first day. But what I'm spinning right now, I'm going to turn this, you might not be able to see it. I'm spinning some um, fiber from hip strings. And this is a rainbow gradient and I'm in the green section right now. Perhaps If I can get into the blue section before noon, I'll have the yellow, green, and blue finished, and I can enter that into the prettiest yarn. Give it a chance. At least enter something, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. What else have you been working on? You know, so the move's over with, which means I've actually been knitting, and that is awesome. I finished those Rowan hats, the hats in three sizes that I showed you the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. I got, they're all the way finished and they're into test knitting. I have a lot of testers and that's going strong and that's a lot of fun. Um, and that was out of Malabrigo Rios and I used three different colors. I loved each of the colors. It was a lot of fun to work with. Kind of a yellow that I think you would hate and then a green lettuce and then a Ravelry red and mm-hmm. I loved them. The hat is turning out really nice. I have been not doing anything but the spinning except for something very exciting in my house i've been setting up a weaving studio in my basement the uh, my yarn room upstairs was getting too full to actually use as um, usable space it was turning into a junk room and that just wasn't working for me so i have set up my three looms down in the basement i have shelves installed Uh, The next thing up to do is to hang hooks from the floor beams 
so that I can uh, put up some potted plants in the windows and hang my warping board and some other things that I would want to go on the wall. I can't do them directly into the wall because I don't feel like getting the special drill bit to drill into cement blocks. And also, you know, that's my foundation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so my basement is a basement. It is uh, unfinished basement. It has a nice cement floor. It has nice cement walls. So no dirt or anything like that. But there's no drywall or anything like that. And I don't want to add that. So it's just a clean, empty space that I am converting. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm excited to potentially get back into weaving. I don't think it's actually going to be finished until I get a dehumidifier. That's next on my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in our new space, we live, our bedroom is in the basement. And we actually have two humidifiers because it's unfinished on one side and finished on the other. And both sides need a dehumidifier. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they do awesome. So, yeah, I definitely think that's a good next step. Mm -hmm. But back to knitting, I have lots of other stuff. Excellent. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I also picked back up the top-down worsted weight cloak out of Knit Picks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sim- the Simply Wool in a gray natural color. I've made some actual actual freaking progress on that, and it's uh, it's down. I don't have it to show it to you because there's just so much that I can get in front of a, my little tiny phone screen. But it's already you know down to about the chest length, so I can try it on and think, yay, this is going to work the way I want it to. So that's really exciting. And then I mentioned that the Turquoise Trail pullover uh, was finished and in test knitting last time. So I went ahead and cast on, I can show you these, Mm -hmm. the cowl that uses the same two by two cables and then also the lifted over knot stitch to do the Turquoise Trail. Can you see that that one's a dark color? It's Um, really dark. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is the one out of the old rusted chair in a DK weight, and that'll Uh be the short version of the cowl. And then I have a long version of the cowl in a fingering weight. I always, I like to do a cowl in two sizes whenever I release a pattern so that knitters have some choices. And then this one's out of a fingering weight. I'm holding that one up to see if you can see it. That one I can see a lot better on the Zoom because it is a lighter color. So what yarn is that? So this is actually the same Charlemont that I used for the pullover in a different shade that reminds me of turquoise. Okay. So I'm really enjoying one's fingering weight, one's DK weight, and they'll use the same stitches different number of repeats and there's a obviously a different gauge so it'll give you a different size cowl but the pattern always has both in it mm-hmm. yeah fun and then I also cast on another new shawl and that one's out of apothecary stunning singles and it really is a stunning bright red named poinsettia so it's a bright red with kind of a dark black undertone mm-hmm. and that'll be a top-down shawl and I'm the yarn is beautiful so there's no way that the shawl won't be beautiful too so I'm pretty excited about that one And I'm getting ready to cast on a new tee design. I know it's not time for anybody to be wearing a tee, but as a designer, I need to get it on the needles and finished soon so that I can, it can go through technical editing and and then, and then get into test knitters hands in the spring when they're ready to be thinking about knitting a tee. Yeah. I'm just about ready to, to cast that one on. And then I had one more thing that I'm trying to figure out. I'm so excited that I can do things other than move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm deciding which uh, designs I'm going to put into the Indie Designers Gift Along this year. Mm -hmm. And that's always a lot of fun. Each year, there's somewhere between two and 300 Indie Designers that select 10 to 20 patterns. And there's a discount for the first portion of it. That's the sale portion. But the really fun part is there's 
threads. There's all kinds of threads for different kinds of projects and for people that are going to do a crazy oopadoo and do all of the projects and you can enter for prizes and there's chatting in the thread and all of the designers are mostly in the threads. So like you can talk to the designers about your project as you're working on it and mm -hmm. they can see the yarn. Or, you know, as a designer, I can see the yarn that people have picked out and I can say, oh, look how pretty that is or, you know, so that's a lot of fun. I haven't seen any official dates for that yet, but normally that starts the Tuesday before Thanksgiving at eight o'clock. The sale portion of it does. It, the sale runs until like the end of November, and then the threads are open until the end of the year. And the uh -huh. whole idea is if, if you're going to be doing gift knitting anyway, why not get a sale on some patterns and meet new people or old people that, that you've already made friends with in the past years mm -hmm. while you're working on the projects? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It sounds like fun. That's it. That's all I have in this section, but it was a lot. <laughs> and that's all I have too. Do you have anything for mulligans? Oh yeah, I do. All right. So I was, yeah, yeah, I do. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back with the mulligans. So I don't have any mulligans this time, but Tamara, I think you do. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Okay. So I was working on that hat in three sizes. I got to the middle hat. Oh. Uh, Which hat are you, were you talking about? Uh, the Rowan one that I talked about that just went into test knitting. So before uh -huh. I got into test knitting, I was, you know, I always do that my own samples. I knit every single thing I design because I want to be my first test knitter. I'm in the middle of the second, uh, the middle size. So that would be adult, the adult small medium, which is going to be the middle height, obviously, which means that the decreases, the top of hat decreases, top start on a different row than the other two hats because I was able to just do an extra repeat for the largest, but anyways, for the middle, different. And I thought to myself, well, I don't love how that's flowing from the pattern with the cable into the decreases. So normally what I would do is I would rip back those seven rows of decreases and I would rethink the decreases. But for some reason, this time my brain said, what really would be a good idea is if you rip the hat all the way back to zero, recast it on and start from a different spot instead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I didn't really think through that. I just thought, oh, thank you, Brain. That's a great idea. I ripped out the whole entire hat. I knit one row. I even ripped out the ribbing, and there's no reason to do that. I, mm -hmm. Just on autopilot. I knit one row of the ribbing, and I'm like, oh, this new idea won't work. <laughs> so, then, so then I had to re-knit the entire hat again because that bright idea just would not work at all. And... Then I redid the last seven rows of decreases like I should have done from the beginning. So, uh -huh. yeah, that was a pretty big, pretty big mulligan. And it was just my brain. Uh, yeah. But luckily, I love the hat and I love the Malabrigo yarn. And so, and it's a hat, so it didn't take all that much time. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot for a hat, though, actually. Yeah. But it's done now, so that's good. Excellent. Let's move on to the body of our show, which is we're going to talk about Halloween and knitting and fiber crafts and Halloween. So Tamara, you did a whole bunch of research on this. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. So the first thing I did is I went into Ravelry and I put Halloween into the search engine. And for the first time ever, the Ravelry search completely failed me and did not find anything that I really wanted. I think when I put in the search term, I got maybe five choices. Oh, man. So then instead, I went to Etsy, and I tried a couple of different search terms. Um, and those worked out really well. And I went to Pinterest, and those worked out really well. Mm -hmm. The first search term that I did at Etsy was Halloween knitting. 
and there were so many good choices. There were there was all kinds of yarn. There were knitting project bags. There were T-shirts that say things like, um, "I practice stitchcraft instead of witchcraft," which is cute. There were knitting patterns and stitch markers and stitch marker sets and crochet patterns and string art patterns and kits for all kinds of different stuff and decoration. All right, so lots and lots of hits, lots of cool stuff. Um, and then if you just do the search of Halloween yarn, there's also lots of hits, but it's only yarn. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, I put lots and lots of yarn into my shopping basket. <laughs> lots. Because <laughs> it's all beautiful. Like there's kits where they're pulling together different colors or there's colorways made specifically for Halloween. Lots of different dyers that I've never heard of. Um, I only bought one and it's the self-striping yarn that I showed you at the beginning of the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the yarn name is Great Pumpkin and it's from Tall Pine Yarns in Massachusetts and it is it's a uh, it looks exactly on my needles like I did in her Etsy listing so go for her yay and it is a large thick stripe of the bright green and then a thin black and then a large thick stripe of a bright orange and then a thin purple and it's beautiful I love it so I'm having a lot of fun doing that mm-hmm yeah I even saw some glow-in-the-dark yarn. That was yeah. fun. I know we used to have some when I worked in the local yarn store years ago, but I haven't seen any for a while, so that, I thought that was a lot of fun. And then on Pinterest, I found all kinds of stuff if, for a research of Halloween knitting. It was mainly the patterns that caught my eye on Pinterest, which was kind of a surprise. That's not what I had expected to find there. But mm -hmm. I found things, a lot of color work, and I don't actually do color work all that often so I was surprised but they, it's beautiful so they all caught my eyes there was a spooky mittens that was uh, uh and I think that one was a free pattern and there was skeleton gloves so it was black gloves with white skeleton bones on the gloves mm -hmm. that looked like a lot of work but cool and there was candy corn hat and I saw a candy corn cocoon which is like a sleep sack for a baby only in candy corn colors mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of different choices so I had a lot of fun doing that what about you yeah, when I went into that Pinterest link that you provided me before the show, that'll be in our show notes, I went ahead and like deleted out quite a few of the patterns I was going to bring up individually because they were all there. It was awesome. So when it comes to Ravelry, I found a lot of good hits if you knew what you wanted to look for. Like I searched for skeleton and I got a lot of hits. And I searched for spider and I got a lit. A lot of hits. Nice search for witch hat, and I got a lot of hits. So if you know what you want, then you can go find it. I gotta say, when it comes to my knitting, I like my knitting to go to just little stuff. I don't decorate very much for Halloween. I used to love it, but it's been years since I've had anybody to do anything with, so it's sort of fallen by the wayside in my house. I do, however, have three different things I want to recommend. One is Boo the Bat by, it's a knitting pattern by Anna Harkovic, and she wrote the book Mochi Mochi Land, and that pattern is delightful, and I've knit it, and it's a little stuffed bat where the wings have a little buttonhole so they can flap open or be buttoned around its chest, and its feet are a little like I-cord tube so you can stick it on a pencil or a branch or whatever so it just hangs upside down. Super fun to knit. And then another thing I can recommend is all the lacy shawls by Boo Knits are very gothic. 
I'm going to link that actual gothic angel shawl because it's maybe not my favorite shawl by Boo Knits, but it shows the, uh, you know, it gets you there and it has the theme. And then finally, Hunter Hammerston blogging on her website, Pantsville. So pantsvillepress.com. She's already, we're just at the beginning of October, but she is blogging like every step of the way of doing a new design of little potion bottles. And I always find her blog delightful. So I'm excited to keep following it. Um, I'm assuming she's going to post that as a pattern or not, but maybe it'll be a step-by-step -step tutorial. I don't know. Uh, whatever she does, her blog is worth following. But if you don't do blogs, her Instagram posts also sort of do the same thing. And she just released a tiny little witch hat that is like uh, for a garland decoration. Yeah, that's cute. I followed your link when I saw that you'd put that there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't show you. I didn't pick it up. But I actually put my Halloween sock yarn in uh, this bag with the sugar skulls on it that I got uh -huh. from Zoe's Boutique Bags a long time ago. I think we talked about that in an episode early on. But it's her Kipster knitting bag. And I noticed while I was looking at uh, the Etsy links on the Halloween stuff, I found a few of her bags that that's Zoe's Boutique Bags. She sells on Etsy, but also she has her own website. Mm -hmm. And I saw one and I thought to myself, I do not need a sugar school with red roses or pink roses. I do not need it. I do not need it. I really want it. So I've, that has been in my cart and out of my cart. I can't count the number of times, but uh -huh, she's got uh -huh. a lot of really, a lot of really good uh, fabrics that she's used for a lot of good Halloween bags. So, or day of the dead, whichever you like. And I really like her bags. Yeah, I do too. I haven't tried any of her zippered purses, and I'd really like to do that. I, she calls them purses or project bags, and they look, to my eye online, very similar to a different knitting project bag that I love. So, mm -hmm. yeah, in my cart, out of my cart, in my cart, out of my cart. <laughs> I was going to say I should go look at those, but I maybe don't want to end up in a in my cart, out of my cart situation. <laughs> Duh. I am trying not to buy anything for the rest of the year. Do you have anything else for Halloween? I mentioned stitch markers and there's a lot of really cute ones. There's, you know, sets of different like little enamel hats or boots or uh -huh. witches or just lots of fun little stuff. And, and those would be a lower pr price point than either yarn or knitting bags. So if you're, you know, we're coming into the Halloween season, I mean the Halloween season, but also the gift giving season. So if you know a knitter that loves Halloween, uh, this is a good time for, to look at stuff, but also, you know, you could pick out a gift to give them for a different holiday. That yeah. is a good idea, not considered. When it comes to knitting decorations, I would much prefer something fall-themed, like a pumpkin, where it can get me through Halloween, but also through Thanksgiving in half of Christmas, you know, half of December, because I'm not very interested in packing things up after a month. But stitch markers are an excellent idea because they are fairly low cost and low energy. So that is a good idea. I had not thought about that. That's excellent. Yeah. And that, that same Halloween knitting will get you a pretty good uh, list of hits of that. Uh, you okay. could just put in Halloween stitch markers. I think I haven't tried that, but I'm, I think that would work too. Although maybe Halloween knitting is better because I know 
as a person who sells stuff on Etsy, you can only put in 13 tags on each of your pieces. And each tag can only be a certain number of letters. So I'll put in something that I think is a really good tag. Like this will tell people what they're looking for. And mm-hmm. I click enter and the framework of Etsy will say, that's too many letters. Like, oh, ah, no. man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. There's a lot of fun stuff to see. So it's worth going and looking, even if you don't think you're going to buy anything. People have some really great ideas out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's move on to podcast announcements. Join the Geminet Podcast group on Ravelry and follow us on Instagram at Geminet Podcast. Okay. That's entertainment. I finally, after years, I watched the movie Knives Out. That's the movie with uh, Chris Evans and his famous sweater. I had mm-hmm. avoided that movie because I had gained the impression from the reviews that it was going to be heavy and maybe scary. It was neither. It was a comedy romp, sort of gothic, not Halloween themed, um, but very gothic type. But very funny and very much reminded me of the movie Clue. So that sort of murder mystery romp. I've seen that. I enjoyed it. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, too. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. Lots of famous people. But what's really known for is his uh, fisherman keyboard all over sweater with the holes in it that unravel throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then just for this, I just started the first book, Gray Fair. It's by Susan Griffith and Clay Griffith, and I'm listening to the audiobooks narrated by James Marsters because I really enjoy his narrations most of the time. The blurb about this is it's a pulp action steampunk vampire book. So (laughs) in the year of 1870, a horrible plague of vampires sweep over the northern regions of the world. So they're in France right now. And it's very pulpy. It's, uh, it's writing style is okay. It's very transparent unless it has a, uh, I'm only five chapters in. I already know everything that's going to happen. So I hope there's a twist in there, but I'm not expecting one. And um, I was, you know, giving it a pass as like potato chip sort of reading, listening until we hit chapter five and she's turned into a damsel in distress. And I'm now very irritated with the whole book. I'm not going to stop, but um, I really dislike the main character is a princess. Um, She's like been training with her father to uh, run the country. She's getting married to an American and she's expected to like rule much as a princess can in the 1870s. She's the best vampire killer out there. And now she's a damsel in distress. And I've just, mm, it chaps my hide. All right. So (laughs) I am going to be upset if the trope that this falls into ends up into the romance. Uh, I don't, think it's a romance book but I feel like it's headed in that direction we will see I'm not giving it a review yet but the narration is good the writing is not terrible we will see how that ends out okay. uh, I'll go ahead and let you go my last thing is a food because Halloween and candy but what do you have for this section um I've got a few things I okay. watched I watched the movie chef and I would have guessed that was a recent thing I thought maybe it had been put out since the pandemic I don't know why It's not. It's from 2014. And um, there's a lot going on in this movie. One of the things is 
John Favreau, who is happy from the Iron Man series, is mm-hmm. the lead chef. He's also the writer and the director of this film. And there is a ton of really great Latin music on this one, like uh, American Latin and Latin, and because you go down to Miami for part of it. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm just going to read you the synopsis because it kind of does a good job. It says, after igniting a Twitter war with a well-known culinary critic, a Los Angeles chef packs his knives, heads home to Miami, and opens a food truck. And that's pretty much what happens. And then it's a road trip from Miami back towards L.A. with his young son, I don't know, 10, 11-year-old son Mm -hmm. who who finagles away. You know, there's a divorce going on, so that's kind of heavy, but or has already gone on, but the son finagles, you know, please let me come along. And it, it turns into a really good show. I liked it quite a bit. Nice. Yeah, it's worth watching. And the music's really good. And then uh, speaking of music, I've been listening to pop music. Uh, it turns out I actually like a good chunk of it. I had no mm-hmm. idea. We went on a couple of long road trips this summer, and it was just me and the teens. And I heard quite a bit of pop music, so we'll cycle through the radio stations that are available depending on where we are in the country on the road, or we'll go off of what's on somebody's phone. And Mm -hmm. more than half the time, I really liked the pop music. Like, some of them I know the words to, and I have kind of a list of the ones that I actually like. I can read them off to you, or I can just leave the links in the the show notes so people can maybe go look them and listen themselves. Why don't you go ahead and list uh, a couple of them? Okay. Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. It's really good. There's whistling in it. I like it. Uh, Good for You by (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, It's pretty good. I actually like almost everything she does. Blind Lights or Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Havana by somebody, I think it's Camila Cabello or something. The actual, I'll put the link to that in there, but the actual song doesn't start until about two minutes. I'll I'll say where it starts because the first bit of it's kind of like a telenovela novela about Havana with the singer in the telenovela, and then the song starts. So you could skip that little bit if you want. It's fun, but you could skip it. Okay. Yeah, who okay. knew? No, and I'm glad that you said that so I could understand what sort of pop that you were talking about. So cool. Yeah. Halloween means candy. I know by trick-or-treats at my house of, you know, the pandemic, and I don't know anybody with kids. And also, I don't turn on my light. <laughs> so my <laughs> house is clearly like, don't stop here. But I do buy some candy for myself. And I have just been to the Asian market. I go about twice a year and stock up. And every time I stock up, I buy Chimes Hard Toffee Toasted Coconut with Sea Salt. Mm. It is so good. It's a toffee made out of coconut or flavored with coconut. And then in the center, it has a salty center. I love it. It is so good. Yeah, that's what I thought. I pulled, I went to the link myself and they make toffee out of real coconut milk and cook the coconut milk with cane sugar until it's caramelized and then there is a salty center. That sounds really good. I actually have a couple more things. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. So you go ahead. Okay. So one of them is the speaking of food. I really like apples and it's apple season. And Mm -hmm. I also like the caramel dip for apples, but I always worry about the extra chemicals or whatever's in the dip. So this year I thought it cannot be that hard to make my own. And I went and looked Mm -hmm. and turns out it is not that hard to make your own. 
I found a recipe that's five ingredients and you just cook it until it's just barely bubbling. A lot of times when you're making caramel or candy, like the hard part is you have to get it to a full boil or whatever. But in this case, you want it to be the consistency of a dipping sauce. So you don't do that. You want it to just barely bubble and then you turn it off and you're done. So it's fast. It's easy. It's not very many ingredients. I will leave the link to that in the show notes because it was definitely worth making. It's good on ice cream. It's good on apples. Mm -hmm. It's good just to have a spoonful of it if you're having a rough afternoon, which I know you're not supposed to reward yourself with food, but, you know, screw that. It's going to be in there. So, (laughs) Um, and then I was going to say it's banned. I've been watching a lot of bands because it's marching band season. And so Mm -hmm. I love to see both teens having fun in the stands doing, they have chants and cheers and do the drum cadences in the background and the entire band has knows the same moves and it's a lot of fun to watch and then seeing them marching on the field i even got myself a shirt that says i'm here for the band because i've been going mm-hmm. to football games and I'll, I'll leave after the halftime show because you know football's okay but i'm there for the band yeah that's it that was my other thing i am going to circle back around to the caramel i did spend a lot of the lockdown last winter learning to make homemade caramel and I will attest it is very easy. So oh, good. I also recommend yeah. that. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Join us next time. Bye-bye.